I'll say this directly to Man United fans. Just lower your expectations, man. You're not a decent club anymore. You're not going to challenge for the title. Just be happy. Just embrace that. It's not the despair. It's the hope that kills you. So look at Arsenal. They have no hope. Their fans are having They're a lovely time. They're happy as Larry, aren't they? They're having a gorgeous time. United fans, just give up hope. You will enjoy it far more. Welcome to another episode of What Will Fergie Do podcast. I am joined by my regular co-host. Mr. Francis. Raman Jago. <laughs> Yo, that name cracks me up all the time. And I go by Olu Jimmy. So, whew, what a game today. Um, the game ended RB Leipzig 3, Manchester United 2, which was a flattering scoreline. Um, if anyone watched the game, you understand why I said that. Um, before we get deep down into the game, um, we can start off with the lineup. Um, I call it lineup of shambles. Um, there was a few, um, I guess, newsworthy um, items that came out before the game. Uh, Pogba's agent, Viola, talked about how Pogba's time in United is done and how um, he doesn't see Pogba staying past his contract. I'll come to you, Larry, first. Um, what, what are your thoughts on the fact that his agent came out and said that before the game? Basically, just, you know, shitting on United and shitting on the coaching staff and everyone. I think it was a power play move. Uh, you know, in terms of when he did it, if you look at the timing, it was probably the best and the worst time to do it. So Pogba was coming off a decent performance on the weekend. Um, I said decent performance, but he scored that really, really good goal. The goal that started. He scored a howler. Yeah, you know. So, uh, you know, in, in, in terms of his stock <clears throat> at that moment, you know, coming into this game, people were probably saying, wow. You know, and then he had done the interview as well, talking about his struggles with COVID, not being able to breathe, not feeling like himself, running and running out of breath, you know, so, and just the impact that COVID had had on his fitness and on him and how he was beginning to feel good. And even though he wasn't starting, he was happy that the team was doing well. And as long as the team is doing well, he's happy. So in terms of the actual quote from Raiola, after Pogba had made some of these quotes, you know, you were shocked by it, but not really at the same time, right? So if you are trying to put a power play move, you look for your agent, your, your client to be doing well. So Pogba is coming off a good performance. And then we are going into the most important game of our season so far, you know, knowing that the pressure is building. And then you say stuff like, hey, listen, we are not signing a new contract. This time here is over. If they don't allow him to go in the next transfer window, we will run down the contract and we'll leave for free. Anybody that doesn't understand this doesn't understand anything about football. You know, so he's very clear words. And if there's anything about Raiola, he doesn't really mince his words. Like, he doesn't mix it. He's not, you know, so from that perspective, I just think it was a power play move. It was not, it wasn't done without thoughts. Like, they knew what they were doing. And so from that perspective, I, I can't be too angry about it because I understand that he knows who he's dealing with in terms of the club. He knows that Ed is not going to let Pogba go without a fight. And I feel like Ole is actually ready for Pogba to go. But Ed is probably the one telling Ole, yo, try to fix it. Try to get him into the team so he can sign a new contract so he can keep his value. And Raiola is like, fuck all of that. 
this shit is over. Do not try to, you know, salvage this relationship. We're done. So I'm, I'm not mad at it, even though I feel like it's very selfish, disrespectful, etc., etc. It's what we've come to expect from Raiola and Papa. No, I, I do. I, I agree with you in the sense that I don't think Raiola's words were like taken out of context or anything. Like he knew what he wanted to say and he said what he wanted to say, if that makes sense. Um, Francis, um, is it time for Pogba to leave? <laughs> Is it time? Um, <laughs> like, are you? Because I feel like you're done with this man. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth. But no, no, yeah. no, no, I, no. I agree. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm done with him. Um, Raiola, on the other hand, that guy is, is a real, is a real twat. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I'm not sure what he's trying to achieve. And I, behind the scenes, obviously, you know these guys are friends. Like Raiola and Pogba, they talk every day. So. For him to have come on the radio or newspaper or whatnot and have released a statement like that, Pogba should be aware, right? So for Pogba to not say anything, like it's always something with this guy. He goes to France, he makes a comment. He's in my you. Someone else is talking for him because obviously if he says something in the mind you camera, right, they're not going to release it. So if it's not Raiola, it's his brother. If it's not his brother, it's his other brother. Non-stop, people always talking about, you know, they're scapegoating this guy. I'm tired of the guy, man. Just go just go and be successful somewhere else. I'm really tired. And to the game today... Um, Before I, you... I'm, no, no, I'm not, even, oh, I'm not even talking about the game itself. Oh, okay. I'm just talking about the Ole's game. Like now, Ole's, everyone's going to say, oh... Ole had a game plan and this news about Pogba kind of changed what his game plan is. Pleh, he didn't have no He didn't have no game plan. Let's not make excuses. Um, he, he, he didn't, you know. So, I, I don't know what the next question is, but Ole is a dummy. <laughs> I think the part that I liked the most about Raiola's comment, if you listen to the full comment, he actually says, after he says all of that, he says, you know, we have a good relationship with Manchester United and we want to maintain this good relationship. <laughs> this is why I am saying this. And I'm like, what? Like, you burn everything to the ground and then you say, oh, you know, but we have a good relationship with them and we want to... It's like breaking up with... <clears throat> you know, I only did it to protect you. I only did it because I wanted us to be friends. After all of yeah. this is done, yeah. I but who knows? Who knows what's happening behind closed doors, though? Like Pogba has told on every way possible that he wants to go. Though, he right? wants like, to leave. Let this guy go. You know? Yeah. He said. You know. He said more than once. Madrid is my dream on camera. Right? Like he said. Maybe it's time for a new adventure. He himself. He said that. Right? And then his brother. And then Raiola. And then. He will play for a good, you know, he'll have a good spell. And it's like, okay, let's see. And then they will talk about contract extension talk. But yeah, I feel like he's told us, you know, in 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 multiple ways that he's, he's done with United. No, like, I saw a lot of like, I know Pogba has been getting like a lot of bashing in, in, on Twitter. And people are talking about, oh... You cannot be bigger than the club. And I'm like, yo, do you guys actually know the kind of club you're supporting right now? Like, mm. the reason why Riola has the mind to say this shit is because he knows nothing is going to happen. Like you said, 
he's gonna say this shit and then Edge is gonna go and tell Social, hey, like play this guy because I need to sign a new contract. So there's no consequences to him saying that, which is why like when Pogba says all these things, it doesn't bother me because I know like we've given the p- player empowerment when it comes to Pogba has been at an all-time high that like at this point he can get away with doing anything. I can tell you, Pogba can go and slap Social right now, nothing will happen to him. Because if you someone said that, if this was doing Fergie's time and he had said that, even if we were losing the game 7-0, there's no way he's touching that field. Right? Yeah. So that's my yeah. thing. Like, like all this thing he's saying, like, he knows he can get away with it. He knows, you know, like, he wants to leave, he wants to leave. Like, let him go. Like, at, at some point, like, Pogba to me is just one of those players that are just there in United at this point. Because, like, we haven't really seen his best. And... Or I won't say we haven't really seen his best. Like his best has not been consistent enough, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, but hearing, know, hearing all these in this topic. So I'll ask a rhetorical question. Nobody has to answer this question, right? But just think about it if you listen to the pod. If you're a United fan, who is the what player can you think of that we bought in you know post Fergie and we bought at like a terrible, like at a decent price? And we have not struggled to sell in terms of either the either Ed Woodward saying, oh, we're not going to sell because we didn't get our price like Rojo, or they didn't let this person's value dwindle to almost nothing. So they, they kept them like two years longer than they needed to and then waited for their contract to start running down before they actually agreed to sell them. You know, I cannot think. Oh, and, and, I, cannot think... I know a couple players, though. Oh, please let me know just off the top, right before we go to the next topic, if you know. Di Maria, Lukaku. Um... Yeah, but we actually got, even though we made a loss, we will not make the kind of loss that we will make on Pogba, right? Like for Lukaku, we got back what we sold him, what we bought him for. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm talking about players like Mkhitaryan. I'm talking about players like. Uh, Rojo, I guess Rojo was, yeah, Rojo was post Fergie. Even Memphis, we got like appreciable value back. They do not yeah. do business if they are not going to make the money that they put in, even if it means renewing your contract and letting you sit on the bench. Romero is another example. Hugh Grant or Lee Grant or whatever our fourth choice keeper is another example. You know, like there's so many of these where Mata is another example, right? But anyway, you know. Anyways, yes, um, before we move to the next topic, I was going to say Matic is another example. Exactly. <laughs> we gave me a three-year exactly. contract. <laughs> we gave that man a three-year contract. Anyways, um, back to the game that happened today, Champions League. This was a, a win or draw or go home. And we decided to, I guess, I guess not go home. We decided to go to, to Thursday Night Football, which is um, Europa League. Um, there are a few things that happen in this game we could there are places we can start from we can start from the fact that the lineup was was stupid we can start from the fact that this is like almost like eight games five games in a row in the premiership this is five games in a row but in the premiership we've come back and won those games and three games in a row in the champions league that we've been our first half has been woeful or we're, we're behind in the first half or we can talk about social's lack of early substitutions or the type of goals we conceded. I there was just too many points to cover. But I'll start with you, Francis. Um, what was your thoughts on the lineup when you saw that first of all? Um I think if you go back to his 
pre-match press conference, um, Ole um, alluded to the fact that United, you know, the United way, the mm. we don't, we don't, we don't play to draw, we don't play to lose. When you zig, <laughs> I zag. We, we, we play to win. You know, da 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 da. And then you go there and you're playing three five two. Like if you if you're not going there with the mindset to draw the game, you're going with the mindset to win. You play three five two. That already tells the opponent that these guys want to defend, they want to be compact. So you can come at me. And that's what RB Leipzig did. Like the first 20 minutes, I don't know, I've never seen an indisciplined side in in my life. Wan Bisaka, my God. A moment of silence. Thank you. R.I.P. to Wambizaka. He, he had a like he had a mare on like and if this is a big stage, I, they call like I, I've always said this before, but someone always calls me a hater. He's probably the <laughs> dumbest defender at the club. Wow, you've never said that before, actually. Wambizaka, <laughs> bro, we are playing. Yo, you're playing. I just wanted to wait. Hold on, I just wanted to know who this someone is. Like we're only three on the spot. Moderator, is it you? <laughs> he doesn't have to be on the spot, but I think he's on the spot. Um, go figure. <laughs> Yo, that makes it sound like social. <laughs> no, but but like, if you see all the goals, they came from his angle. All three of them, all of them. No, You're come on, the second one. Sure, with that goal, the second one. Sure. Yeah. Shaw was oh, the one sure. that left. Anyway, you finish. Sorry, sorry. Let me let you finish. Let me let you finish. Sorry. I the first goal was an Angelino scoring from Wan Bissaka's angle. Yes. Wan Bissaka yes. was playing as a right centre back when you're a right wing back. His position was very bad to the extent that Lindelof has to pull back inside for this guy. That was the first goal. The second goal was a cross from Angelino's angle. Right? And then so, uh, tell us, some, someone pushed Teles and then the guy behind him scored. The third goal was also from Wambisaka's place, where he was so tucked into the right that Lindelof had to pull to the right to, to come and play as a, as a right back. While, um, what's it called, Maguire. Maguire could have, could have um, what's it called, tr- done a better job at seeing what was around him and, you know, anticipating that and probably clearing it. But, man... The gear is a bitch. <laughs> Dang, and, tell and, us how you really feel. No, 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 no. And I'm being serious. He's a bitch, and he shouldn't. He, he shouldn't play again. People really don't deep how incomplete the gear's game is. So much is missing. He's such a coward. Like the third goal, and I'm actually not angry. Don't. I'm, I'm not, don't miss your words. No, no, no. I'm. I'm not like being. Don't be too soft on them. Into. No, 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 I know, I know you're not joking, but I'm just still... <laughs> yeah, I'm not joking, but I'm actually not angry. Like, yeah. This is not... Yeah, I'm just actually being honest. Everyone, you... I was just going to say, them, them, them are fighting words. <laughs> oh, um, Anyways, continue, yeah. So, um, Dagia. Yeah, like, uh, you guys probably know how I feel about Dagia. If, if you all don't, don't know, I know Larry definitely knows um, how I feel about Dagia. He, he's... He's... He, oh, my God. A top, like a top level keeper, would save that third goal. 
how do you come you come out and then you're you're bending like you're scared man up bro like chin up like ch- ch- chest out man <laughs> man this man I, I don't i really don't know what to say man. once once i saw that thought go going i i just really i really lost it. you know like because in the past two games united has had this opportunity to make subs at half time you know and come back so you know i'm sure it was still lingering in their head that um, this is probably still possible, and me, I, I checked that it was possible, depending on the kind of substitutions that Ole would make at halftime. But then, you, the substitutions he made were pretty terrible. He just brought on Van der Beek. I thought he could have. Was it Matic he removed? I can't remember. He brought on Pogba for Matic, I believe. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like well, Matic was of no use in that game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but. And Luke Shaw had but a yellow card. He left Scott in there too. Yeah, yeah Luke Shaw <laughs> had a yellow card. And then you removed Telus. And then later down the line, you removed Luke Shaw again and brought in um, Brandon Williams. Like, are you playing Russian roulette? What are you doing, man? These guys. Ah, Larry, I'm, I'm going to pass it on to you. Please, please. But Larry, before you, you go into your. I just I guess I just want to like ask this question just to see how you're going to. Re- so, like, yes, uh, Francis said a lot of things there, but one of the things I wanted to touch on was, like, I'm seeing, like, this is not the first time that we're scoring goals where we're not defending our back, like, our wing-backs not defending our back line. There are two theories about this. It's either Wan-Bissaka and whoever plays the, the left are so stupid that they don't understand that I'm making this mistake over over again, or, which is what I think is happening, the coaching staff has instructed them to talk in so that way they 100%. can... 100%. What's the word I'm looking for? 100%. So that they, they can... They can they can uh, protect the two idiots. Oh, God, I don't want to say idiots because these are men. Yeah. <laughs> so they can protect the two guys we have in the middle because they're not good enough and they're not fast. They're very slow. Yeah. My saying is the second part, but what, do, what, are, what are your thoughts? I agree with you. I feel like in watching that game, so in the first half especially, I felt like their coach outcoached our, our coaching staff really, really badly. Um, we played, or they, we played three, five, I believe, and they played uh, three, four, one, two, or something like that. Um, three, four, three. No, three, four, two, one. Three, four, two, one. Um, and so I think what ended up happening is because the two pe- the two players that were behind their striker were sometimes going to the wings, but also sometimes coming in. It made our defenders not know who to pick up, right? Like we had no idea, and that was why Angelino is the one that is running in behind, who is the wing back for the other team, right? Like under normal circumstances, that's not really Wambasaka's man. Wambasaka's man is the other guy in in Coco or something. And under normal circumstances, right? But I don't think they they understood who they were supposed to pick up, right? And that was why, and I feel like part of it was also the instructions that they were getting from the coaching staff as far as when to talk in, when to stay out wide, and who your man is, really, right? So, even though, like, again, we have to see, like, we have to watch it again to see what actually happened with Wambasaka. In all likelihood, he's at fault. He shouldn't be talking in. But in those positions, if you are playing 3-5-2 and you don't have anybody to mark and you are, like, one of the wing bats, it's like, who do you pick up? Like there are three. Well, he's supposed to pick up Angelino, though. I don't think so necessarily, right? Because they, 
Angelino is playing wing back, no? Yes, Angelino is playing wing back, right? But but there might be some times where Nkoku is also coming into the wing position. So what does he do? Does he pass that player off? Right? Like if we have three players in defense and they have one striker, how do the other two decide who they are picking up? Do they run out and, yeah. and cover? You see, like, I guess that's what I'm saying. It's like, to me, it starts with the formation. Because you play 3-5-2 and you give them clear instructions on how they should be defending, who they are picking up, when they should talk in, when they should go out. And I don't think it's a mistake that the first two goals and the third chance that they had, they had in very similar ways. Those crosses that get to the far end of the post and then either the full back for the other team is, is running and picking that up or there's the secondary attacker that is in those positions. And those are the two kind of goals that we saw. So, yes, could Wambasaka's concentration have been better? Yes. But when you watch the game and you see that this is what their plan is, in those first 10 minutes, they did that like three or four times, right? And if it's working, it, to me, it's not just the players, right? There's some confusion as to who is supposed to pick up or what are my responsibilities? What am I supposed to be doing? And for me, it starts with the coach. Why are you playing three defenders when these guys are not matching that team? Like you play 3-5-2 and you say, okay, we want to talk in, we want to be defensive, then be defensive, play 5-4-1 and don't make it wing backs. If you're coming there for a draw, but we didn't seem to, and then on top of that, back to formation, we play Scott McTominay and we play Matic. And Matic. Like, yeah, and, yeah. and like to Francis's point in the press conference the day before, you are saying this is the United. And this is the thing is, you know, one of these days I'm going to spend a little bit of time and go through all these old press conferences so you can see what this man was saying when he first took over from Mourinho, talking about identity, talking about attacking football. And in this season alone, guys, we've played at least four different formations. We've played 4-4-2. We've played 4-4-2 Diamond. We've played 4-3-3. We've played 3-5-2. But what are we doing? And, and it's like he has gotten to the point where he's convinced himself that he's a tactician. So, you know, he can surprise the team, surprise the team that we're playing against, you know, so that they don't see what's coming. Keep them on their toes. But our own fucking boys are on their toes too. Our own boys don't know what our plan is. So why are you really surprising? <laughs> right? So I, I don't want to excuse the whole team. Like someone, the goals we considered were really, really bad goals to concede. Like you can look at that first goal and, and say, why is Angelino so open? And, you know, I, mean, I can't blame the hair, but should he be doing better? The other thing is, the third goal, the one that Francis is talking about, where I disagree, maybe I need to watch this again, right? In real time, I didn't think about the hair. I just thought about, Clivert is not the biggest player in the world. He's not a true number nine, right? And when he came on, soon as he came on, you could see that he was worrying them. He got two people like yellow cards right away in the first like five minutes of, of getting on. What I don't understand is how can he be so free in the box? Like, for me, and I'm not obviously the hair, the hair has to have more situational awareness. But for me, I remember seeing the cross and I remember seeing him just almost appear out of nowhere. And I'm like, eh? is he is he there? Like, what? For me, honestly, one of the things that I think, and I, got, I have to go and watch it again, is if you are the hair, truly, truly, if you two are the hair, are you putting your body on the line for these guys? These guys are let Clivert hide 
and just show up appeared like abracadabra like are you putting your body on the line so that what he can still score and then you do what you did you fall into the post and you start rolling around my knee no 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 i i totally disagree with that Put your body on the line, let him score, and then the storyline is. Different. Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't agree like with. No, no, I'm not. Then, PC, then, I'm not. Okay, then I'm always going to, I'm always going to bash him if he acts like he puts. No, it's not. Then it's not about that. Like these people are real people. So I'm see. I'm not saying that he shouldn't have tried harder or put his body on the line. All I'm saying is, in the moments where I saw Clivet, the first thought that crossed my mind is, how did that happen? Because maybe maybe there was a player shielding him and just watching it on TV, I couldn't see. But the cross came in, I thought it would be like a routine, a routine clearance. And then all of a sudden, I just see him run. Like, that ball passed like two of our defenders. It wasn't like... It, yeah. So like for me, so why aren't you talking about those guys? Right? Like if you... I did now, I did. I, I did mention Wan-Bissaka's arrow and I did mention he pulled Lindelof to the right. It also and also Maguire. Maguire, Maguire to me. I looked at Maguire because I, I, Clivert runs directly behind Maguire. It's like Maguire yeah, shields him, and so for me, it's like I, if you're the hair, I can see how you are looking at that and you're thinking, "Oh, Maguire is going to take care of that," and then he doesn't, and then you are now in a position where you are caught off guard. And then the first thought is, I should run and put my body on the line. Like I don't think it works like that. Like you are looking at your no, defender, that's, thinking, that's my- "Yeah." That's not my point, though. But Maguire made a mistake as well from situational awareness. He didn't know what was behind it. You would notice as soon as the cross came in, he spread his arms like, okay, he's blocking it. No, 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 no issue. Uh, this is a routine save for the goalie. Not knowing that the Clivet guy was already running. Through. And that's my point. So, like, if, if Maguire wait, is surprised, wait, wait, wait. if I am surprised watching it on TV, how isn't the hair surprised? And so, Maguire's view is different. Maguire is looking... Yeah, but Francis, we've played, ball. right? Wait, 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 hold on. We've played, right? When that ball comes in, if you are looking at your defender thinking, this is this guy is going to do it, you might be on guard, but you are not like in the position where you are charging out at that moment. Once you realize he's not getting it, you are talking about like milliseconds to react, to run out. And to me, it's like... Exactly. Yeah, like I, I, I need to but watch it when again. You, when, right? when you go watch, watch, watch that goal. Yeah. Once the gear realized Maguire could not get up, yeah, and he saw that clever guy running, he ran towards the ball. And I can promise you, yeah, there, there are twenty goalies in EPL. Nineteen of them will catch, catch, would, would at least block that ball. Mm-hmm. There's only one goalie that will not block it, and, and it's the one that it. is the one that we have. I see. I already the said way it. he bent his body. Yeah. Like he bent his body, like I- I'm so scared that I don't know what is going to happen. And he, he bent away. He has done this for all. This is one thing about the gear. He doesn't have presence. And I, I, I've always said this thing. Like his body language is, he, he looks like he's a very, he's a slim guy. He's not the strongest. But then I can compare him to Leeds goalie. They have similar body stature where they're very slim. But Leeds yeah. goalie is very. The guy, he's, he's solid. Like, he has presence. The guy can come out for corners, come out to punch the ball. The guy doesn't do any of that stuff. He doesn't even control anything. It's just when Henderson came into the club that you could see, oh, the guy shouting at people, trying to do this. Who are you fooling? Well, see, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is, if we talk about the things that went wrong in this game, maybe the hair is part of it. 
to me, all three goals we look at, we had five defenders on the pitch. Five defenders on the pitch. We considered three goals. We were three nil down before we started making that stupid fake comeback that we always make, right? And to me, that's what, like, I don't want the hair to become... See, if you ask me, should Henderson start over the hair now, I would say yes, right? I said that over the weekend, right? So I agree with you as far as, like, who is the better goalie right now on our team? But I also don't want to denigrate the hair and say, like, the hair was for the longest time our best player... And at some point, for a few years, he was the best player, best goalkeeper in the world, right? So maybe he's had a lot of these shortcomings. But I'm also looking at the other players in this team, like Pogba, and like other players that are not playing up to the standard that we need them to. And I feel like some of them are looking at this team and wondering, should I, how much should I really sacrifice for this team? Like, what is in it for me at this point, right? And and I don't know if he subconsciously thought that in the moment where he could have rushed out and put his body on the line and didn't do it. But we're two goals down. We're about to concede a third and not just any kind of goal, like a stupid goal. And it's like you have five defenders in front of you that have been messing around the whole day. And then you will put your body on the... Again, I'm not saying I don't... I want a goalkeeper that will, like Francis said, 19 out of 20 will do it. I just feel like, let's if we talk about the hair for a second, what do we do with him, right? Like we know that he's going to be like Pogba. There's no, there's no consequence. If they put him on the bench, nobody's going to buy him. He's the most, Who he's cares? the highest paid. I don't care. He's the highest paid goalie in the world. He's the second highest paid played paid um, player in the Premier League. Second highest. So you know that Ed is not going to allow them to sit down and waste this guy's value like he doesn't want them to do for Pogba. So what is the consequence? I guess is what I'm saying. Like, I want to... So, so are, you, are, you saying, are you saying the team will continue to suffer just because there's nobody can buy him? I don't think that's the way to do it, man. Like, if he's being shit, get, like, put him on the bench. I don't... It's not my money in well, so there's a little bit of, of bias coming yeah. in. It, put him on the bench. Let the better play at that point in time come in and play like if we're going to wrap this up if you guys are looking for who to blame in order of importance in this in this game Ole is number one and he's actually number two at the same time one hmm. Bissaka <laughs> is number three I would say Greenwood just because of that chance that what is. but uh, you, wait, 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 wait Greenwood I got wait. the fake penalty yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying I, I, I said I would say Greenwood just because of that initial chance that he missed, but he later grew into the game, and at that time it would make me remove him from the list. The next person <clears> is <throat> Maguire, and then the gear. I, I don't disagree with that. Those I don't disagree with that. If you want, if you don't want to take responsibility, there's always rivals that you can pin, pin any of. No, I, I think but those five. I'm happy Pogba didn't start this game. I'm very happy he didn't start this game, and I'm happy that Oli went with this stupid lineup that he went because. For me, the only sad part of this game is that we scored two goals. Because I, I I hate when we do just enough to make the scoreline look like we played decent. And that's why I hated some of the comeback wins that we've had. It's like, why can't we go into a game with common sense where we start the game well and play sustained 90 minutes of good football like the last three wins we've had away from home Everton I don't know if there was one before Everton Everton Southampton and um, West Ham 
those are the three I remember. There might be another one or two in there. We've conceded first in all those goals, in all those games, and we've had to come back to win. And it's like, for what? Like, why can't we just play with the sense of urgency that we play with at the end, at the beginning? And for me, again, it goes back to the coaching. When you don't have a style of play, when you don't know what to expect, when you are trucking and changing today's 3-5-2, today's diamond, today's 4-3-1, today's 4-3-1-2, whatever, like, come on, man. Like, yeah, I think I think we know that Ole is the problem. And I'm sure we're going to talk about the Man City game over the weekend. I think it's time that we put a string of bad results together, guys, don't you think? I've been playing. I've been playing for that since the beginning of the season. Uh, I, like, I feel like now I should just be praying for good results and it'll be opposite to happen. Because, bro, uh, I'm 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 getting to a stage where I'm mentally checking out. No, like I to put a wrap on this before we move on to the weekend games. Like, yes, um, you guys have all made good points, um, but overall, for me, the blame. One, two, three goes to the coaching staff, especially social, because we have a coach out there who's who's reading and coaching for dummies. And basically, like I said, he's learning on the job. Even though, like like you said, Larry last part, like he's had experience. Boy, I don't know what kind of experience. I don't think the experience is hard. He's good enough for Manchester United. No matter how we want to say uh, United is at this point in time. Solskjaer is not good enough for this team. He's not tactically smart. He, he, I don't know, what does he even bring to the team? Besides just smiling on the camera and just talking shit. And his like, smile is so annoying. I don't know if anyone yeah, has ever like, told him else? that. Like, your smile is really <laughs> annoying. You know, you don't have what a else, like, smile or something. Like, you can get away with that if you're actually good at your job. Like, like you can get away. But anyways, um, we can talk for hours about Solskjaer. But we have a big game coming on this weekend. The Manchester Derby. Is Manchester red guys? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? You know what's funny? This guy what? is going to go into that game now and win that game. I, I don't. I, where we were I don't think oh, so. We know this. I don't think no, so. Not no, the time. Trust me. I said. I said in the last part. This is the real hell. The fact that he's going to be so rubbish, and then those one of those crucial games is, is when his job is on the line. He's going to win that game, and then he's going to stay again. This is the real hell. We're, we're here for a while. Don't worry, guys. Buckle up. Anyways, back to the weekend game. Um, I'll start with you, Francis. Uh, what are your predictions in our <laughs> very, very many formations? Which one do you think um, our illustrious coach is going to go with? Who knows, man? Like, you, don't, you, really, <laughs> you, don't, you really don't know what you're getting out of this guy. You can predict 3-5-2, You can predict anything, but then Sosha, at the end of the day, will do what he wants to do. You know. So why don't I ask you the question this way? Like you've seen City play, if you were the coach, how would you pick the lineup to, to play against them? Um, I'll play. I'll play four-two-three-one. Like easy two holding midfielders, three on the in the attacking sense, and um, one one uh, striker or or four-three-three. But uh, yeah, I'll stick to four-two-three-one just because. Um, you know how City players, City players are. They don't have an out-and-out striker right now. I mean, I guess Jesus is there, but then they have these little mini minions that are always running around. That you don't even know where to pick them and place them from, like the Sterlings, the Fodens, you know, Adriana, Mares. You know, these guys are always yeah, staying on the shoulder of people, right? But then, so if you if you solidify the midfield to centre back, 
um, and then just have you know wingers and um, a, a a right back, left back. It probably help with being as compact as possible. That would be my preferred lineup, and I, I I assume that's what he's going to play. If I'm to give my preferred lineup, it would probably be a four-two-three-one, just because we came off this game losing using the three-five-two. He wouldn't want to start with that again, and if we lose, then you know, obviously his head won't be on the table. So you probably come with a four-two-three-one with um. Ah oh, man, calling the guy's name now is really painful. That it tastes like the onion mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, pause, my dear. Anyway, it's very bitter. The gang go. Yes, the dumbest defender we have in the club, then right back, and then Lindelof and and Maguire centre back, and. Looks, I think Teles would play. I think Teles will play in this game, as opposed to Luke Shaw. But let's see. But in midfield, it'll be Fred and and um, what's his name? Scott McTominay. Big? No. Scott oh, McTominay. I don't want to say Scott though. Scott. Uh, yeah. Like, no, continue. Know, Scott, you know, to you know what Hoiberg is to Mourinho, like the, his, yeah. his brain on the field. I think that's what. Scott, Scott McTominay is to Ole. I feel like you're disrespecting Horrible again. <laughs> no, I mean, not everyone's brain is equal. So if Scott McTominay <laughs> is his brain, just imagine how small Ole's brain is. So Scott McTominay and Fred in the middle and Bruno Fernandez up top and left will be Rashford. Right will be, I think... I'm tempted to say Dan James. But for some reason, like... Because I think Marshall is still injured, though. Because he put his groin over the weekend. Right? Happy yeah, birthday, no, Tony. Cavani is going to start again. Cavani is going to start again. But uh, Dan James might start just because of the pace he offers forward and how City, City defenders always push up to him and want to catch him on the counter. But, um, yeah, I think that would be my my um, lineup for predicted lineup for that game Rashford, Cavani and, and Dan James are up front okay uh, Landry, I'll ask you the same question like um, if you were the coach and put your coaching hat on like what would be your preferred formation I feel very strongly team? about what my prediction for this game is going to be just so you guys know so if you're a better man I know that it hasn't been my week, so it hasn't been my year so far, actually, as far as these predictions are concerned. But I feel very strongly (laughs) about this one, so you want to hear what my prediction is going to be later on. I think he's going to stay with 3-5-2. I just feel like, you know, he's going to be in damage limitation mode. And even though it didn't work for us in the game against RB Leipzig... Um, I, I cannot see him being too attacking. I feel like knowing the way that Man City play, he's going to want to be compact and then hit on the counter. So I would either go with 3-5-2 or 4-3-3. But um, if I had to pick one of those two, I would go with 4-3-3. So you're going with 4-3-3. So who's going to be... Who are you picking to, to So to I'd go with Henderson in goal. 
I will go with Brandon Williams as a right back. Uh, Maguire, Lindelof in the center. I'll go with um, Tellers as the left back. The midfield, I see him playing Fred. I see him playing... Um, oh, Scott. Damn. Tough. I see him playing Fred, playing Scott, and playing uh, Bruno Fernandes. And then in attack, I see him playing uh, Rashford, Cavani, and maybe Spring is surprised is the last one. Maybe Mata or somebody who is of little consequence on that other way. I'll go Mata. Okay. I see that one of you think he's going to start Greenwood. Is there I just don't think he has fine. common sense, you know? Um, <laughs> I feel like Greenwood, like, uh, you know, we, we, we've talked about this in the past. I feel like Greenwood, because he's so young, he's an easy target, you know? When it's time to remove somebody you know, where he wants to make a statement. It's like Greenwood is somebody that he can take out and feel good about versus taking out someone like Harry Maguire or someone like the hair, you know, like he's... I, so I, I don't feel... And for me, I've said this, for me, other than Bruno Fernandes, Greenwood has been our best player this season. Just as far as what I know that I will get for him, get from him. He might miss chances, but Greenwood is always moving and his decision-making... Even when he doesn't do what you might think it's, is the absolute best, it's because he's doing something where he believes in himself. So like maybe there are some chances where he should be passing, but you know that he feels like I can score this and I'm going to I'm going to go for it. Versus people like maybe like Rashford and Marshall uh, to a lesser extent, but same same thing applies. Where when they make bad decisions, it's not because they were even being selfish. It's because they were just dallying on the ball and they, it was their indecision that killed them. So for me, I like I love watching Greenwood play. I love his aggression. I love his fearlessness. I love the fact that he can he runs at people and he runs diagonally. As soon as he gets the ball, he starts moving with purpose. Like even if he doesn't end up doing something with it, he looks like he knows what he's going to do. Versus some of other people, when they get the ball, they look like they're still deciding as they're running. Like, okay, okay, what's what what is on? What is on? What are you going to do? Show me something. You know, Greenwood is like you, whatever you do, I'm me, I'm gone already. It doesn't matter. So but we'll only start him, you know. The whole season has been, you know, we're protecting him, protecting him. You will protect him soon enough when you're not in a job. So don't worry about that. Yeah, I don't think he's going to start Greenwood in this game. <laughs> Yeah, the reason I don't think it's going to start yeah. is because um, he's mostly going to start Cavani. And I don't think Cavani and Greenwood have played together um, that much uh, this season. So, um, if Cavani starts, his, his intent or goal will be for Cavani to hold up, hold up the ball and then he can have two runners that he can kill the ball to on each side, which I think will be Rashford and Dan James. Um, but let's see if he plays Greenwood fine I, but to be honest I want him to play the weakest game so we can really lose this game and wrap it up and you know just get it over with you know I'm, I'm, I've had that feeling like you know when you're in a in a, a party and they turn on the light you're ready to go home I'm, I'm in that stage right now I just want to go home you know what you know what's funny December 15th is exactly one week away from today just, mm-hmm. just uh, as a reminder. <laughs> so you might be, you might be getting your wish like very soon. Amen. I'm gonna go like for me, like typically what he plays against like, like teams like City's 
352, which is what it usually goes with. But because it did not work, <laughs> because it did not work, and only thinks it's smart, he's gonna do it again. So he's gonna play three. I think he's gonna play 352 again. So I will go with, and I think it's gonna go with the, almost the same starting lineup, but with a few changes there. So I'll go with like Juan Basaka, Lindelof. Yeah, like, DDG is your goalie. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> yo, like <laughs> just like Pogba, like there's no consequence to playing for because, like you said, he's the highest paid goalie. Like, what are you gonna just make him sit on the bench and play him? That, and we know the kind of club we're like we're supporting. Like, it's not gonna happen. So Dagia is coming back. He's gonna get his starting lineup because he didn't didn't let it go in last weekend too. Was it last weekend or two weekend? How many which has he kept? <laughs> yeah, but I think that probably has a lot more to do with the uh, defenders than actually that. Yeah, and I understand where you're coming from. Bro, I don't want to go into James Ward Prowse free kick was not anything about the defenders. Yes, no, I, yeah, that's a different thing. But for most goals that open play goals that we concede, it's it's a lot. It has a lot to do with our defending shape and the way our defenders are not very. Oh, very smart, oh but let me but actually, Jimmy. Let me let me let me actually say something. That PSG's okay. first goal by Nima. Yeah, go and watch it again. Yeah, and tell me if. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, that was his fault. Yeah, that one. Because he got beat in an airport. Yes, I'll give that to him. But that happens some, once in a while. Yeah, so we this guy's been made. Van der Sar didn't make this kind of mistakes, bro. <laughs> That's the thing that agitated me. Van der Sar did not make these kind of mistakes. And these kind of mistakes started with the gear after Ronaldo's penalty in Euros. Once that penalty slipped through his hand, I don't know if his jazz just finished. And ever since then, if you look at the year's curve right now, like he's going, he's going down faster than he than he came up. No, yeah, it is. So, but anyways, but I, I get what you want to say. Do you have anything else to say to to, to No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> so Dagi and go, Juan Bissaka, Lindelof, Maguire. Uh, I'll go. I think he's going to play Shaw. Shaw. Tell us, I'll go Fred. Well, you're doing three fights. Yeah, because I feel like that's what's going to go again. Because he's very smart, right? And I'll go Van der Beek and Bruno. <laughs> and then Cavani and then Rashford. That's my starting lineup. Um, but on to our predictions. Um, Larry, you said we should mark it because you have a very special prediction for us. So, how do you think? I'm going to bless you guys, not weekend? just with the scoreline, I'm going to bless you with the goal scorers Ooh. as well. So I'm. I hope the players you call are in my in my FPL team. <laughs> I, <was gonna laughs> say, I doubt it. So I'm going with a three-one scoreline. I think for City we are going to get uh, Felan Torres. Is that his name? Felan? Is it Felan or Felan? something Torres? Uh, I think he's going to get two goals. Then Sterling is going to get the third, Whoa. or not the third, but just like Sterling is going to score a goal. So that's Man City's three. I think Rashford is going to score for us. I think we are going to score first in this game. I think Rashford is going to score for us first. Uh, probably like one of those passes from Cavani. Let me not get too specific there. Just Rashford is going to score. He's going to score first. <laughs> and then City is going to come back and score three goals. Ooh, um, yeah, like you said, I really don't have any of those guys in my FPL. Uh, Francis. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I think I think um, City will win this one two one. Um, Sterling, I don't remember Sterling ever scoring against my like in the his, my history of watching football. 
I don't think he has ever scored. Maybe this might be the game that changes things, or maybe he has scored. I don't, I don't know, but it's not a a memory that that uh, sticks out for me. Um, but my goal scorers for for Man City will be De Bruyne and probably Jesus. And for United, ah, uh, maybe. So, did you go with two one? Okay. Yeah, two one. Yeah, it won't be too long. Okay, let's... Okay, um, mine is going to be a little bit shocking because I'm usually the, the positive <laughs> guy. Oh, we're going to win, we're going to win. But I feel like this is going to be a shellacking. Uh, my prediction is 4-1. And I think... Uh, who's going to score for us? Let me see. Cavani is going to score for us. But I think De Bruyne, De Bruyne is going to score one goal and two assists. I think... Um, <laughs> Sterling is going to score. I'm only saying different now because I have him in my FPL. <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> but, but for real, though, I feel like we're going to just get like that work tomorrow. On, on, is it on Saturday or Sunday? When is the game again? I think it's on Saturday. Does yeah, anyone know? It's, it's on Saturday. Okay, yeah. I think we're going to get that work. So it'll be De, Bru- De Bruyne. Um, I'm going to go with Mares and I'm going to go with Sterling and I'm going to go with Foden. Foden is going to come mm. off the bench and he's going to score. That's a good one. That's my prediction. And for, and for United. United. Can I oh, just I add I one more thing? I'm not changing anything. Yeah. I'm just adding one thing. Do I bet in my money? Okay. I feel like you always do amendments. You wait for all no, the No, 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 no. Like I said, I'm not adding anything that. that is... I'm not changing <laughs> anything I said. If you are a betting man, I predict that Cavani <laughs> will not see the 60th minute of this game. Yeah. He will be pulled out. Whoa. Due to... For whatever reason, probably so, if I had to go go with it, because the first half performance is going to be pretty dire. But, yeah, 60 minutes, Cavani is going to be, he's not going to make 60 minutes in this game. That's my, not my prediction. That one's for free. Okay. (laughs) Now, good for you guys out there. Right, guys, with the best in (laughs) (laughs) The 365 on my life. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this pod this brings us to the end of this pod uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at what will Fergie do if you have any questions please um, send it to us on Twitter and we will talk to you soon um, just a heads up we have one of our members traveling for the holidays so we might be our timing on the pod might be a little bit different next week but we'll try and get one to you as soon as we can alright